Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? So I had originally sent Jeffrey a different song, and then I got in the car, and I was listening to your preceding <laughs> segment. Uh-huh. And I just, I could, and, and, and I endorsed the segment, so I, I don't, this is not necessarily... Right. But but there, I had an instinct to, uh, for rejoinder, and the rejoinder is the Charlie Rich behind closed doors. When <laughs> he turned out the light, think, nobody. It, it's just there, between me and her. Nobody I needs think to know. There are people who appreciate that. Uh, anyway, that's <laughs> what was the original song? Uh, it was just uh, Talking Heads. Uh, this must be the place. Just a I Valentine's see. Day song. All right, behind closed doors works too. Um, so uh, before I get to your piece today, which I. Honestly, if I could have commissioned that, I've I've asked myself where. Yeah, would, this where would, this one was really for the nerds, but but I felt like it was sort of this was the right topic for this week. Well, I think you know? I think this is yeah, people care about this, so it's about where Vince Williams and where Gigi Jackson would have gone in a redraft, and I want to get to that for a moment. I want to, however, congratulate you. You've been skeptical of Houston, even when Houston was off to a uh, rousing start, yep. and sure enough, they have slid back now. They're in town. Um, Broken clock, etc. But yeah, I, I got that one. <laughs> you, you you did get that one. Um, do you have a who do you think is uh, so right now in the playoff picture? Uh, Golden State has hoisted themselves up, um, not by their own petard. <laughs> no, no, up to ten. They, they are now tenth. So it is Dallas is uh, New Orleans is well, it's it's a pretty jumble. Like from five down, it's a yeah. the top four are clear: Minnesota, right. Oklahoma City. The Clippers and Denver. Then you've got Phoenix uh, and New Orleans tied, who are a game ahead of Dallas. Um, Phoenix and New Orleans are the last uh, plans playoff right. spots. Phoenix beat Sacramento last night, gained a game there. And then you've got uh, Dallas, Sacramento, the Lakers, and Golden State um, as the play-in teams. And then a game and a half separation to Utah and Mem- to Houston. It feels like that's how it, in whatever order. Don't you think those are going to be the top well, ten? I agree because I don't think Utah has like heavy incentive to like you know a they just may not be able to do it anyway with their talent, but b they also I don't think they have super heavy incentive anyway. Certainly not as much as Golden State and the Lakers do to want to be there. Um, I don't. I, I think that ten is going to be the ten. I don't think the six seven dividing line right. is necessarily going to stick. Right. Um, I, I kind of like. I don't, I just don't believe in New Orleans, and I, I always don't believe in New Orleans. And sitting there, you know, up front watching them Monday night, I just thought to myself, man, I don't believe in this team. What do you? What did you think about Zion watching him Monday night? He, he was not that just notable, you know, just a guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he he'll have moments here and there, but he doesn't really string it together, you yeah. know. And I so I just don't believe in that team. I, I think. 
They have a bunch of talented players. They don't have an organized, organizing principle for their team. That's supposed to be Zion. I just don't think he's that guy. Not just from a talent standpoint, diminished physically, but I just don't think he's the get-behind-me guys we're going into battle guy, you know? I just don't. That team needs a point guard or a leader or something. I don't believe in them. They have enough talent, though. They'll be in the mix. But I, I think Dallas will pass them is going to be my guess. So I think Phoenix and Dallas will be the 5-6 would be my guess. Uh, and then looking uh, at the upside-down standings, um, the Grizzlies are six from the yeah, bottom. Yeah, Portland's still going to be hard to catch. Uh, that was Jeffrey is convinced that Portland is catchable. I mean, I mean, it's two and a half games, so they are catchable. If the Grizzlies have lost nine in a row, so if they lose, <laughs> right. if that nine in a row turns into, I think my math's right, turns into 37 in a row, they, they, they probably right, so. Right. But I, they, you know. they have one game against it. They have a head-to-head. They have two. It, those oh, are two It turns out, I don't know. I was, I I was talking about this yesterday with Gabe, and he said they play here Two games consecutive games against Portland. Oh, I think that, I think that's right. I think that's one of those uh, road trip back to backs. Yeah, that's going to settle it. There, you, there go. you go. A big, big, big game. Circle that on your calendar. Must lose. <sighs> All right. Um, Hope, hopefully, Scoot Henderson's healthy. So I have to say, what really shocked me about this, um, and it's it, it, it is that in your in this exercise of where they would go in a redraft. Gigi goes higher than Vince Williams. I think, well, maybe. The range is, the range overlaps is higher. Overlaps a little. Yeah, the yes. range overlaps. And so there's a higher upside, I think, with him, both in terms of the kind of player he is and in terms of what the way the draft looks right now, the two different drafts. Um, uh, let me ask a question real quick. Yeah. Right now, those two are put on the open market and anyone can claim them. Who's getting claimed by more teams? Man, that, I think that really that really is dependent on the team situation. How much are you trying to win right now? Right. Because Vince Williams, I think, can help you win right now. And if, but if you're a rebuilding team, if I'm the Charlotte Hornets, <clears throat> or Gigi? I'm taking Gigi. Yeah, I think it really. I, I. But I think Vince is good enough right now. That that I think it's a it's a discussion based on the team situation. All right. Well, let's take these these two. Uh, so Vince Williams. Um, uh, you have a bunch of players, and do you have this in front of you? Do you no, have but, a, but I, but I will, momentarily. You have, you have a um, – and the way you did this was you divided it into tiers, and so you identified a bunch of players who you think would absolutely go ahead of Vince Williams yeah. in that draft. And they are? And they are uh, – is this the right draft? Paolo Bencaro? That's the right uh, one, Paolo right? Bencaro. Yeah, so I think there are 10 guys who I just don't think any team – and Vince could be, end up being better than some of these guys. I don't think realistically any anybody would 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 not take them. And that's Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren, who are already stars. Jabari Smith, who went third, but num- good numbers. Uh, Keegan Murray went fourth. Jaden Ivey went fifth. It's been I was going to say, iffy, how about Jaden Ivey? He's been iffy. He's been iffy, but he's averaging like 15 points a game. He's, he was a top five pick. He's, a, he's, he's a, a lead guard, super athletic, yeah. yeah. And then, again, that's one of those guys who, like, in five years, maybe Vince Williams ends up being better, but I don't think he'd be picked above him now. Right. Uh, Shaden Sharp, who went seventh. Uh, Jalen Williams, who might be a star, who went 12th. Jalen Duran, who went 13th. Mark Williams, a little under the radar, but also, I think, a starting caliber center who went 15th to Charlotte. And Walker Kessler. So you have three starting centers there in Duran, Williams, and Kessler. That's a damn good draft. It is. It is a good draft. Like, I don't know if you have a true superstar out of that draft, as good as Mancaro and Holmgren and Jalen Williams are. Right. But they're all, like, you know, if not already there, and probably are like all-star level kind of players, and so yeah, that that just, it's a, ends up being a pretty good draft. Okay, so then, uh, so ten players definitely above him. Yeah, I don't, then, I don't think any team would realistically take Vince Williams above those guys. And then you have a bunch of maybes, a bunch of maybes, and then it depends on how much further you project. And so, like Benedict Mathurin went six, and he's averaging like fifteen points a game. 
but he doesn't do much other than score. And like right. the team's not that good when he plays. I don't know <laughs> that. I think Vince Williams Films is better than him. Um, and you have Dyson Daniels from New Orleans, Jeremy Sochan from San Antonio, Tari Eason from Houston. I think Vince Williams is probably better than those guys right now, but they're a little bit younger. They're a little bit bigger. They have a little bit more raw athletic ability, which is why they got drafted where they did. And so, you know, probably other teams are still going to take those guys ahead of Vince Williams, but I think it's really debatable. Um, And so so that would get you – and so the range is – My range is 11 to 18 on him. I think he would be in the middle, the middle, the mid, he'd be a middle, mid first round pick. You got 30, 30 picks in a, in a first round of, of the NBA draft. He would be in that middle range, I think, if you read in it today. Um, all right. And then we go to Gigi. And the, the, the difficulty here. It's just, it, it's a few months of basketball and they're all so young. Is it, no one has revealed themselves, right? That's right. Like, is, you, I said earlier, year one of Zaire Williams. You might, if if you were comparing, you might still take Zaire Williams. Yeah, that's right. If, if we go back to the same period, exactly. Be, that's right. And so now it's just, um, um, it it's sort of harder because they haven't really revealed what they are. But so now here you have once again um, with Gigi Jackson. This is this uh, obviously this most recent draft. Who is absolutely above him? I, you know, I really struggled with with four guys, which is why I created a, another group. But the only three absolute locks, it's obviously Victor Wimbanyana and Brandon Miller, who are the top two picks, right. who who are the top two picks and have been good. Wimby's been great. And Scoot Henderson has not been good, but, like, he was the third pick in the draft, and he's a super athletic lead guard. And so, yeah, I, I think. I wondered if your next category, we have three categories for Gigi. I wondered if your next category, wouldn't they all I, um, the, the the Thompson twins, Derek Lively, and uh, Jaime Jaquez, Jaime Jaquez, Jaquez Jr. Yeah. And my, it, it, wouldn't they all go ahead of him? Probably, but like Jaime Jaquez was a four year UCLA guy, right. and like he's already like a good like fourth fifth guy on a right. team. Does he's anyone think like he's going to be he's more, more like he's more like Vince Williams? He's more like Vince Williams. Gets back to that discussion we were having earlier. If you think Gigi you Jackson is you know is going to be Paul George in four years? I. Uh, that's a conversation. I think it's a conversation. Do you think that there are, like, as you go back and redo this, do you think there are people around the league saying, you know what, Gigi could be Paul George in four years, or Gigi I, I, could be a star? I do, but I, but I think, I, I, I think there's not as much clarity on that. As, so I did this in terms of redrafting the draft he was in. A, I think that's more constructive because right. he was in the draft, and also we've seen all these players play. The conversation people are really having is. What would G? Where would Gigi Jackson if be picked if he was in next year's draft? If he, if he hadn't reclassified, right. if he hadn't reclassified, he'd just gone to North Carolina. Would he be the number one pick in this draft? Would it be a top five pick? People like to have that conversation. I think that's a harder one to have. I, it I also know, enables you to put him number one. That's, right, that's last right. year. Last year, you, you know, couldn't go number one. You couldn't, right, yeah. I know of. I know of. I've communicated with one of these three people, but I know of three like you know nationally known media draft evaluator people. Yeah, two of which have have said have suggested he would be a top-five pick in next year's draft. I, but I know of another one who said, eh, probably 15 to 20. And so, I, you know, I think I think there are Grizzlies fans invested in the idea of, well, he would be the number one you pick or he'd be a top-five pick. Yeah. It is not that clear, but it is clear that he would be a first-round pick, you know? I mean, you know, he wouldn't go 47, that's for sure, first, you know, or 45 or whatever. Pick. Um, all right, so— and I, it is not out of the question he'd be a top-five pick. I'm not trying to dismiss that. I'm just saying it's not crystal clear that would be the case. In this, 
in in this alternate in, in either, universe, in either redrafting draft. last year's draft or projecting the alternate universe is so preposterous, though, because right. what? How would he have developed his last year in high school? How would he have developed? At, people often in this in this hypothetical have him going to North Carolina. How would they have developed? Like how, right. everything would have been different. And so that I agree, that seems impossible. It's also then you putting him in a draft that is much more. But but what I think is interesting, I got into this in the yeah. column. There's a group. There's so many. The, the range is so wide on on this kind of stuff, okay. just because there's so many guys. But if you if you condense it down to similar types of players, right. so young forwards, right? You have a Min Thompson went fourth, or Sir Thompson went fifth. Yeah, five top ten picks. Here. Right. Bilal Koulibaly plays for Washington went seventh. Jer- Jarris Walker went to Indiana went eighth. Taylor Hendricks went ninth. Those are five top ten picks. Yep. They're all forwards between ages of nineteen and twenty one. If you put and that in one group, and then you, you put Gigi Cam- Jackson and include- another guy we're going to see tonight, oh, Cam see. Whitmore for okay, Houston, yeah. who went twentieth. In one, in terms of where they were drafted, you got five top ten picks, and then two guys who but slid. They all kind of look the same. They're all they all look kind of the same. They they all have the physical capabilities to be stars. They are all young. They all play the same position. the 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 the, the performance is not that different. If you throw the draft slots out, if you don't know that Cam Whitmore right. went twenty and, and Gigi Jackson went forty five. There's no reason, like, you can put those guys in any order if you project them forward. There, there is no, it is not at all clear that a Min Thompson went fourth is going to be better than Gigi Jackson went 45th. You, um, so you stacked those players, uh, one, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, those seven forwards, basically. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, in a, uh, I think a high talent evaluator could put those in absolutely any order and it would be defensible. And what do the numbers tell us here? Well, the numbers are, well, the numbers don't tell us a whole lot on this one. Uh, two of those guys haven't played much, and that's Walker and Hendricks. And so, when you look at the the one of the numbers I threw out was just a box score, com, you know, not composite, but you add it up. You add up points per game, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Like, what is their you know game production? Those guys are far below because they're not playing as much. The advanced stats, like nobody really pops that much. Whereas Vince Williams pops on the other. If you look at some of the advanced stat stuff with Vince Williams, like it really separates him from some of these other dudes. That's not the case with Gigi Jackson, which I think makes sense. Gigi Jackson is primarily a scorer at this point. Right. He does not impact defense and passing and all this other stuff like Vince Williams does. And so there's nothing really separates it all that much, frankly, on the numbers. And nothing nothing really separates it on age. And I don't think anything separates it on physical capability. Gigi Jackson and Cam Whitmore didn't slide because people looked at him and said, they're just not as athletic. They're not. They don't have as much potential. Everyone knows they have the potential. They just right. slid for off-court off reasons, reasons, right? So you had uh, for Gigi between the definitely's and the probably's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there. So you give is the I split the difference on the probably's, but I think realistically I it's a little lower than that. Eight, uh, and then you have them in this in this bucket with the Grady Dicks and the Jordan Hawkinses and the uh, uh, who else haven't we mentioned? Um, basically everyone who was in basically the lottery. Everyone, basically everyone who was in the lottery. It is if nice. You took, if you took a player in the lottery, it's sort of too early to just sort of like pull the plug on that. Is there you know? no other? And what's interesting is you pointed this out for both of these rising star games. There's no it's other, almost all our lottery picks. Yeah, and if you look at from a redraft standpoint, there's no one else in the second round other than Andrew Nimhard for Pacers who went 31st, the first pick right. in the second round. There's really no one else in the second round of either draft who's really in the conversation. Um, so two drafts in a row, the Grizzlies found the one guy in the deep second round who's popped. Where did uh, – are these the equivalent? So now, now, mind you, just because you drafted Zaire 10th, was he 10th? Yep. 
He was 10th. Mm-hmm. And Jake was... 19th, I think. And Jake was 19th. They moved up. They had the 22nd pick. They, they traded the 22 and the 29 to move up to 19. These, Jake these two players who the Grizzlies happened upon, who, who they put... You could say they make up for that. The truth of the matter is, though, the tenth and the nineteenth are no guarantees that they're going to hit. Just because, but if you, it, it, these would be perfectly respect. These would be hits at ten and nineteen. I would say Vince, yeah. Vince Williams, and no, I, 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 I think in fact, in fact, I think nineteen undersells what Gigi Jackson is going to be, and think, ten, yeah. ten with Vince, maybe slightly. That'd be slightly aggressive, but I maybe not. You know, I, I'm sort of a believer in what I'm seeing there. Right, and just because you have a 10 and a 19, half the time those aren't going to be hits. So, um, all right, in in terms of the the, the comps for uh, Vince Williams, real quick, because I didn't focus on the – what do the stats tell us about that? Who did you lump him in with, and what did the stats tell so us about that? So, with Vince, I just put him in the category of all the maybe guys because it was a small enough category. And so that's Benedict Matherin, Dyson Daniels, Jeremy Sohan, and some other guys. Vince, in terms of box score production – Vince is, you know, basically tied with Jeremy Sochan on that, um, putting up very similar numbers, actually. If you break it out, it's almost identical, points per game. His numbers are very similar to that guy with San Antonio. But if you look at the advanced stats, like Vince Williams has graded out as a net positive in a pretty strong way, and a lot of these guys have graded out as net negatives in terms of how teams perform when they're on the floor and that kind of stuff. So next year, Vince Williams will either be a starter or he'll be the top Whatever he'll be first guy off the bench, like from one of the first players off the bench. Yeah, right? I, I I would put it. I would think of it as there will be a middle band of Grizzlies, the second band of Grizzlies players. The first band is going to be John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jared Jackson. The second band is going to be Marcus Smart, Vince Williams, whoever they take in the lottery, whoever they trade that pick for, and Brandon Clark, and that that's and then you, you sprinkle around there. And then GG will be that that third band probably. Right. You know, we'll we'll see. I mean, he's, he can earn his way up. That's for sure. Um, it's fun. It's fun. And I do think, like, who knows? We'll look back at this. Gigi obviously would not be here, but for this, the season that they're having, um, Vince Williams wouldn't, let's be honest, Vince Williams wouldn't be in the rising stars game, but for the, but for the, well, I think he, I think he's barely there to begin with. Um, right, right. Right. But I think Vince Williams would have broken through at some point, if not for the injuries, because the injuries, the injuries that Zach Lyman has, has been saying lately, the injuries happen if they're with, with like the guards and the bigs more so. With the wings, there's been injury issues there too, but it's also been major underperformance issues. Right. right? So like Zaire Williams and Jake LaRavia and David Roddy were leaving the door <laughs> wide open <laughs> right. behind them for like some look around to find something else that would work. And Vince Williams, you know, four-year college player and year two as a pro was there to, to get that opportunity. You can read the piece over at the Daily Memphian. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.